đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to this week episode of team cat home my video today Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are staying safe. And as you may know, um, the both chambers in the, in the legislature have passed the Fiscal Responsibility Act, basically trying to limit the debt limit that we have here in the United States. And it's great that they're passing it. There will be an honest truth. There will be some people being in opposition to it, but at the same time, it needs it needs to be done. It needs to be passed. At, at this time, we need to get everything passed. And we need to get everything fixed. Otherwise, it's going to go out of control. And that's the only thing that we have a big fear on. Is the debt is the debt's going to be pretty bad. So we don't want that. We don't want any kind of crazy stuff with money. And, you know, financially, it's going to be pretty much it's going to bankrupt our country. If we don't. Be smart about it, you know. At the same time, they will. At the same time, if we ask everybody, hey, why, why you support this? For me, it says there needs to be bipartisan work, and I think this right here is a good cho- a good chance for bipartisan work. I mean, they don't have everything what um what we want or anything that both sides wanted, but at least it's something that I think could work out pretty well I think if this happens in the future or whatever it could be a good it's a good chance that we can try to get we for me is that the bipartisanship works pretty well if we just have to keep if we just have to negotiate and talk more you know that's the only way we can keep our keep our country stable right now it's very very polarized okay it's very very polarized it's not like a it's not like a democratic kind of thing where everybody will have to It's not a way for you to criticize others because you don't support it, but it's your choice to support or not support. I think there's a good chance that I think that people like us are going to, the most American citizens is going to have to accept it. But at the same time, you have the right to criticize what the government does or criticize anything because you guys, you have total rights. You have all the rights that you need, so it's not really a, for me it's not a big deal. I'm happy you guys are having an opinion on it, or having a voice on it. It's great. It's great that this is happening. So I'm going to let you guys be a judge of it, you know. Be a judge, have a opinion on it. And then we're going to get into the report that we did. Make sure to do it every Monday and Friday for our report. Alright, so I don't know why Hong Kong X leader keep coming out. Hong Kong X leaders urges UK police to investigate canceled event involving quote-unquote seditious sheep books. <laughs> Are you serious? A former Hong Kong leader has urged police in the UK to investigate the organizers behind a planned event involving children's book that was subject of a sedition trial in the city last year. Are you serious? 
You live in this, this is the UK. This is the UK, are you kidding me? Lung Chun Ying, or CY Lung, said in a Facebook post on Sunday that all in the UK should be made aware of the fact that Sheep Village is illegal, referring to the book series that a local judge said were capable of quote-unquote brainwashing young readers. UK police, please, please investigate, the former Hong Kong leader wrote in Chinese. Organized by a UK-based group of Hong Kongers, the event was scheduled to be held in the southern town, the southern English town of Guildford. Yes, it's in Guildford. It's not in Sham Shui Po. It's not in Chim Sha Choi. It's not in Kung Tong. It's not. It's not in Yao Tim Wong. It's not anywhere like that, according to the promotional poster. I haven't seen the poster. I might. I might, I might find it. A local church, the Guildford Baptist Church, was meant to host the organizers. But it backed out agreements shortly before, saying first that it was it clashed with a bank holiday, and later that they were not aware previously that the event was in relationship with the Sheep Village Day Camp. The organizers shared screenshots of the emails from the church on Facebook. I don't know why they would. I don't know why. Our church community is made up of people. For many nationalities, and whilst we do understand some of the underlying issues tackled by the Sheep Village book, we are mindful of a wider impact on our community. William agreed. The organizers said they had earlier signed documents and received official confirmation from the church that it would loan out their space for the event. Due to the last-minute cancellation, they were unable to find an alternate alternative venue and no choice but to cancel the event. They added. What is the reason behind it? I don't know. They do whatever the frick they want. Hong Kong Free Press had reached out to the Guilford's Baptist Church for comment. <laughs> like they're gonna comment anything. <laughs> the books, published by a defunct pro-democracy union of speech therapists, were at the center of, the, of a sedition trial last year. The publications depicted sheep as Hong Kongers and the wolves as mainland Chinese people, national security said even though it's supposed to represent the Chinese government, but whatever. Five people were jailed for 19 months last September, after being found guilty of conspiring to print, publish, distribute, and display the children's books with seditious intent. Two defendants later filed an appeal to challenge their convictions. The court has yet to fix a date for the hearing. The UK event, organized by three or three groups, Hong Kongers and Britain, continue, and Team Sheep Village 2.0, it's a nice name, was named Justice Education Day Camp. According to the promotional pic, fo, uh, posters, participants could learn about current issues in Hong Kong society and the impact of injustice. In a Facebook post on Sunday, the organizers said in a joint statement that they were appalled by attempts to silence events on justice, civil liberty, and human rights. That said, it had come to their attention that Lung had openly encouraged his followers to file reports to the UK police against, law, against lawful educational events and bad faith. In response, they said it called on the public not to be complicit in transnational repression instigated by authoritarian states, like right now we are living. What well, right now they're living. The organizers said added that diversity was one of the core values of the UK and that the freedom of expression of distance should be respected as long as they observe UK laws, meaning not call for violence or anything like that. If this development 
allowed to thrive, more songs, pictures, books, and films about the human rights situation in Hong Kong will be effectively censored in the UK, they wrote. Why is CY Lung even intervening in this matter? I don't, um, I don't, here's the thing. Don't they have a brain? No. They don't. Why? Why are they doing this? I want to know about that. What in the world is going on? Why are they even... Why they allow this to happen anyway? I want to know about that. And, oh yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that as well. So, this is about a national security trial of Hong Kong media tycoon Jimmy Lai estimated to take 83 days. Hong Kong for democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai is expected to face an 83-day national security trial, a court has heard. The media tycoon did not appear in court on Tuesday. He was represented by senior counsel Robert Pong in front of Judge Esther Toe, Susanna Adama, um, Demada Remedios, and Alex Lee at the court of first instance. Lai, who is 75 years old, who has been who has been in custody since December 2020, originally faced a total of four charges under the Beijing Post National Security Law and the Colonial Era Sedition Law. Lai was set, is sentenced now. He's sentenced to five years and nine months in prison for fraud over lease violations. Last September, the, the trial against Lai was estimated to take three day, days, three working days. That that's gonna like that's gonna change up anything whatsoever. Prosecutor Anthony Chow said on Tuesday that the sixty-five that sixty-five days would be needed to deal with the evidence of case, including calling witnesses. Including the time needed to draft, to draft and present closing statements, the court was told that the trial would take phase three days. And now they keep changing it. It goes from thirty, it goes from sixty-five, and now it's about eighty-three. Isn't that nice? They only expected to be at least twenty witnesses, including two expert witnesses, who would be also su- who would also be summoned to give evidence to in on instant messaging applications and the legal effect of foreign sanctions. Senior counsel Robert Pong, representing Lai, also requested a pre-trial review, which will take place on August 18th. He also asked the prosecution to disclose whether they would be submitting any new evidence. If there is, if there is anything more, Chow should, should, say so, should say so now. Now, said Pong. The trial against against media tycoon Jim, against the media tycoon was adjourned on the first on its first day last December, as the court was awaiting a decision from Beijing on whether overseas lawyers not qualified to practice in Hong Kong were allowed to take part in this city's national security cases. King's counsel Timothy Owen has been barred from representing Lai in the trial earlier this month. The High Court rejecting the media tycoon's attempt to challenge the decision from the National Security Council Committee and the Director of Immigration. The National Security Committee decided decided in a private meeting that Owen's participation in the trial would harm national security and advised the Director of Immigration to reject any further visa applications from the barrister for the case. While the trial is scheduled for, to resume on September 25th at the West Calumet Law Courts building. The judges said on Tuesday that, would, that it also depended on the progress of the 47 Democrats case. 
Lee Chow and Defense Barrister Stephen Kwan are also involved in the high-profile national security proceeding, in which 16 Democrats are pleading not guilty on, on trial. If it cannot be completed by a schedule, the trial against Lie could be delayed. So it means it's gonna take for it means that he won't get a proper trial. That sounds like a good thing, right? Some you idiotic pro Beijing out there. Yeah, it is a good thing. I wish I can I wish I would never say anything about that. But at the same time you're gonna have to say it anyway. There's nothing you can hide about that, you know. Hong Kong about John Lee. What about John Lee? Oh yeah, the TMN stuff, right? We, we, there's also more. We're gonna be talking about that as well. Hong Kong's John Lee unable to give concrete answer on whether on whether morning entertainment crackdown is legal. Hong Kong leader John Lee has failed to give a yes/no answer over the yes or no answer over the legality of mourning the victims of the TMN crackdown ahead of its anniversary on Sunday. Residents must obey the law. And consider the consequences of their actions, he said. The city's police force will take resolute actions if any activity, especially public order activities, con- contradict the law. Lee said at a, routine, at a routine press briefing on Tuesday morning ahead of a meeting of the Executive Council. His remarks were made in response to, to questions on whether it was legal for Hong Kongers to publicly and peacefully mark the 34th anniversary of the crackdown. Everyone, everybody should act in accordance with the law and think of what they do so as to be ready to face the consequences. They kept saying the same thing over and over and over again. Of course, Lee on Tuesday became the third top government official who was unable to say if commemorating detainment victims was permitted by the law. Last week, Secretary for Justice Paul Lam called similar questions hypothetical and refused to give an answer. When asked whether Hong Kongers could warn on their own initiative, he said that the, the, peop- the public should remain aware of obeying the law. Secretary for Security Chris Tung, on the other hand, said on Monday that the authorities would take actions against people who plan to harm national security on a special occasion in few day- in few days' time. He did not specify which special occasion he was referring to and did not name any individuals or groups. They're government officials. They don't care. They're not gonna. They're not gonna explain to you. They don't care. You know that's what they are. They don't want to explain you anything. They're just um. I don't know who they are. I guess it's legal then. That makes no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. Lee echoed Tong's remarks Tuesday saying all activities in Hong Kong would be handled by law enforcement agencies in accordance with the law. Why is it always the same quote all the time? Accordance with the law this, accordance with the law that, accordance with the law this, that, this. It's the same thing. Any activities that contradicts the law, of course, the police will have to take action. Police will take a- take action resolutely, particularly in regards to public order activities. The Chief Executive said. Yes, that's what... I'm not joking. That's what they literally... That's what they literally say. This year on June 4th, Victoria Park in Carnesway Bay, where previous team vigils were held, will host a carnival organized by 26 probation associations. The event, which will take place between June 3rd and June 5th, 
will occupy four football pitches in the park. The organizers said at a news conference on Monday. More than 200 booths were set up, well, would be set up to sell speciality products from various mainland Chinese provinces. And they said having the event aimed to promote social harmony and allow Hong Kongers to purchase affordable goods. That's why they chose to organize the carnival at Victoria Park and on dates covering June 4th. The organizers said they picked the Hong Kong Island because similar events have been held in Kowloon and New Texas before. It was merely a coincidence that the Leisure and Cultural Service Department approved those dates, they said. We often hold these events, and, co- and coincidentally, our applications for this time was approved, said Tang Ching-ho, the first executive chairman of the Federation of Hong Kong's Guangdong Community Organizations. It's a coincidence that this is happening anyway. That's the thing. Is there a reason for them to not allow anybody to hold any kind of of memorials for anything whatsoever about June 4th? So what about, we haven't haven't talked about Macau since the COVID-19 pandemic. So Macau faces further restrictions as city's national security law expanded. Are you serious? (laughs) Macau's new national security law took effect on Tuesday, imposing wider restrictions on political opposition and civil societies in the Chinese city. Sorry, guys. The gambling hub has a separate legal system from the mainland, from Chinese mainland, largely based on Portuguese law. The national security legislation was first enacted in 2009. Macau's government said the amendments were designed to catch up with sim- similar legislation in China and Hong Kong, with emphasis on stepping up prevention of foreign interference. Even though foreign wants to care anything about Macau anyway. Not that they don't, but they, it happens. The casino hub's original national security law laid out seven major crimes, including treason, secession, subversion, theft of state secrets, and foreign collusions, with punishments up to 25 years in jail. The amendments expand, expand the offense of secession to cover non-violent acts, while subversion is stretched to punish oppositions to any central government department and China's ruling ideology. Restrictions on foreign political organizations or groups have been widened to cover those operating outside Macau, including non-political groups. Like imagining Amnesty International or something, they probably get get targeted. Macau police also have extraterritorial jurisdiction to pursue suspects outside the city. Similar to the way that Hong Kong is doing right now. National security suspects can be subject to communication surveillance and restricted from, restricted from leaving Macau for up to five days upon court order. The government said the changes were necessary to keep up pace to keep pace with security issues, especially after Beijing ro- rolled out a new, a new wide-ranging security law for the mainland in 2015. But there are some problems with that. Critics say Macau's broadening up in national security offenses, along with, new, with the new surveillance and detention powers, could further curtail liberties and rights, which were already subject to stringent control. Former Macau legislature, a legislator, Al Kam San, who is also a veteran democracy activist, said the expen- expensive, not the expansive, expansive amendments could allow could allow space for arbitrary law enforcement. 
the law enacted in 2009 might have left the authorities feeling that they got a useless tool as they never have, have made any security persecution, all told AFP. The more flexibility given to law enforcement is obviously damaging to human rights and press freedoms. All co-founder, <laughs> all co-founder the De- Democratic Development Union, a pro-democracy group, but quietly disbanded late last year. It's actually pretty sad to see this happening in Macau, especially when Macau itself doesn't have. Seems to be at least for some people, it's seeing them as a little bit more obedient. But even then, even if it was the obedient or not, it's still much more tougher in Macau. The ex-legislature legislator said the security law amendments were a backdrop against the decision. Civil societies have here have never been strong, he said. Now the amendments have caused even greater pressure. Macau's Journalists Association, kind of like Hong Kong's Journalists Association, criticized the amendments for multiplying the risk of speech of speech crimes and introducing uncertainty on what constitutes unlawfulness deep into everyday life. If authorities turn society um, turn society into one filled with political censorship and unchallengeable police power, we are afraid that Macau's hard earned harmony and stability will be undermined. It wrote in a submission to the government in October during a public consultation period. But the city secretariat for security defended the change after the consultation period ended. Only 0.4% of more than 111,000 opinions they collected disagreed with them, it said. The amendments were passed this month by Macau's rubber stamp legislature with unanimous support. They are separate from a national security clause they added to the city's gambling law last year that tightens control over the lucrative, lucrative industry. That clause gives Macau's leader grounds to revoke land concessions. This is something that is actually pretty fearful for people in Macau. It's already been, it's already been stamped and in Macau already. So I feel like I feel like that make it even more worse that this is happening. So I don't for me it's this it's getting a lot more worse than what we have now. Actually no, now it's getting worse and it's not the same as we all see now. Where they pass a law where it's much more they suppress more people than it is on how to actually help the people. I found it. I found it to be more tough now to do anything like that, and I, and at the same time, how can you stop them? That's the, that's the thing. How can you stop them? They win either way. They still pass it either way. I mean, how do you stop them? You just can't. You can't stop them anyway. They still pass it and they don't care. That's what they're doing right now. They don't care. And of course, there's no further ways that they can try to change it. You can't go outside and protest in Macau unless you want to get arrested or somehow. So that's the biggest fear that this is happening. Oh, anyway. Hong Kong sports team. I don't know why they kept talking about it. Hong Kong sports team told to boycott ceremonies if organizers refuse this national anthem check under new guidelines. Hong Kong sports team are now required to boycott medal ceremonies 
at international competition if the organizers refuses to let the team's leader team leader verify the national security not the national anthem or regional flags on site, according to to amended guidelines issued by the top sports federation representing Hong Kong at the Olympics. The move came after twenty nineteen after the twenty nineteen song protest song Glory to Hong Kong was played instead of a of China's March of the Volunteers at several international sporting ceremonies attended by Hong Kong athletes. In a statement published on Tuesday, the Sport Federation and Olympic Committees of Hong Kong, China, said that the new guidelines will come to effect on Thursday. There was also a briefing session conducted by, by the Sport Federation and Olympic Committee Hong Kong, China, on Tuesday, attended by over 230 representatives of the members' associations. In the amended guidelines, the Sport Federation and Olympics Committee said the local event organizers had downloaded the wrong song through Google search or YouTube, which which placed the wrong songs at the top at the top search result. Google and YouTube are hence pro- proven to be totally unreliable in their search for the correct national anthem of Hong Kong China's teams. The government only launched an English language webpage with anthem details in April, months after the anthem roll erupted. Uh, erupted. According to the update guidelines, the member sport associations, also known as the National Sport Association, will now will now have to collect an anthem toolkit from from the Sport Federation and Olympics Committee every time before signing off for international sports events. The Sport Federation and Olympics Committee will provide two regional flags, two hard copies of the anthem either computer disk or a USB drive, as well as an acknowledgement received for the organizers to sign. Other than nuts, aside from the hard copies before departure, the association will have to provide the event's organizers with the official web link to the national anthem recordings, as well as the correct sp- specification of the regional flags. <laughs> but they're already there, so why would that be a matter? The team leader will be responsible for bringing along the kit. Then must pass one hard copies of the anthem and one regional flag to the organizers will have to sign the confirmation form. Before playing the national anthem or raising the regional flag, the team leader will have to check to ensure the correct version will be used. If the organizers refuses to let the team leader check the national anthem and the regional flag, the team leader must not allow team members to attend the sport event or award presentation ceremonies. The Sport Federation and the Olympics Committee will provide a checklist on the actions required to be carried out by NSA. If an incorrect song is played, an incorrect flag is raised, or if the regional flag is not raised properly, the team must lead the team members to use their hands to display a timeout gesture in order to object and call for a halt. The team leader will then lead the team to to leave the ceremonial venue if there is no immediate correction. After after the incident, the team leader should report to the designated contact person of the Sport Federation and Olympics Committee within two hours by phone and submit a pre-written report for the next for the next working day. For cases of non-compliance with the above with the above guidelines. 
The NSA concern may be, may be subject to sanctions after taking into consideration the circumstances of each case. The guidelines, the guidelines said. Possible sanctions include suspension of membership by the Sport Federation Olympics Committee and suspension of subvention or funding support from the government. Last November, the protest song was heard at the Rugby, rugby Sevens Games in South Korea after an intern reportedly downloaded it off the internet. Similar mix-up occurred at, at international sports sporting finals, including in the prize-giving ceremony in, of a weightlifting championship in Dubai, and most recently at a February ice hockey game in Boston Air and Hershey Arena. Here's the thing I want to know: Why is why is the Hong Kong government so concerned about the national anthem? Why are they so concerned about that? I'm not concerned about that. Are you concerned about it? No. Here's the thing. Why do we care? If you search up for Hong Kong Anthem, Chinese Anthem, you realize Hong Kong and then China, you're not going to put them together. Who cares? Why you got to be worrying about it? How about just let it go by? I don't care. They're fixing a mistake. Who knows? So why do... Why are you so concerned about it? I don't get it. It's like the United States going nuts over the national anthem. I don't know why the team leader needs to needs to focus on that. I mean, I feel like I feel like the national anthem. I feel like Hong Kong right now should really focus on playing sports. That's the, that's what they're supposed to be doing. I found that playing sports is more important than the, about the Chinese national anthem. I'm just thinking, no. I just about the team leader. I'm like, no. I just want to play sports. That's it. So Hong Kong busker cleared of guess good news. Hong Kong busker cleared of organizing banned gatherings after court cast doubts on accuracy of police testimony. A pro democracy busker has been acquitted of organizing a prohibited group gathering after the judge cast doubts over the over the uh, reliability of a police officer's testimony. Oliver Ma appeared at east at the Eastern Magistrate's Court on Tuesday. After wearing a light blue college shirt, he pled not guilty to the offense, which was linked to a street performance over two years ago last month. The 24-year-old was was arrested on May 21, 2021, while playing guitar and singing at a junction of Queen Road Central and Theater Lane at around 10 p.m. Police arrived on the scene following a noise complaint. After multiple warnings, for Ma to stop his performance, police arrested him from behaving in a disorderly manner in a public place. The charge was later changed to, organ- to organizing a prohibited group gathering, an offense under the COVID-19 regulations. I, don't, I think it's already been revoked or gone or something. Delivering the verdict, Magistrate Winnie Watt said there was only one prosecution witness, the testimony the police officer who arrested Ma and that the court had to be cautious with his testimony. Watt said, said that during the trial last month, the, op- the officer, David Yam, testified that he was making observations from a police vehicle parked at a late by close to the scene, where he saw around 30 to 40 people gathered around Ma and taking pictures. The magistrate said, however, there were details missing from Yam's evidence and that it was difficult to as a certain whether his observation was accurate and of good quality. Watt said it was unclear where the late by was 
was or how far Mom was from the vehicle. But yeah, I'm giving it a description that was subjective and vague. It was also not. It was also not known if he had observed the scene for ten minutes. As stated, if he has lost, if he lost sight, or whether he, uh, whether his views were obstructed, she added. The magistrate said it was not. It was noted that Ma has failed to produce a permit for producing for playing a song a music instrument in a public in a public place. When asked, and that he ignored police intervention. This act certainly drew suspicion to himself. Based upon on, on the above, the prosecution failed to provide to prove its case beyond that, Watt said. A video of Ma performing Glory to Hong Kong sur- while surrounded by police officers was widely shared in 2019. The song written by pro-democracy supporters during the pr- protest and on the protest last year, at least a long time ago, or whatever year it was, I think it was last year or so. The song was writ, so has since been referred by the stories as a song quote-unquote closely associated with black pro- with the violent protest and independence movement, even though the song has nothing to do with independence. The song is also banned in school, even though it barely says anything illegal or otherwise. Speaking to reports after the court, Ma, who had changed into a yellow all-yellow symbol, said he was exhausted and happy to be acquitted. This court has been going on for almost two years now. I was just arrested for singing in the street, just practicing my own artistic rights, Ma said. Ma said he would he would probably not perform going to Hong Kong in the street again in this climate. At least at least you're at least you're quit. I'm I'm just happy about that. But at least I can at least there's something that that you're not you're now no not gonna be in prison. That's good. I'm happy for you. Okay, I'm happy for you. But something that I'm not happy with is this. So they fight they label a they tabled the district council overhaul bill, accused ex councillors of quote unquote swindling votes in twenty nineteen election. The Hong Kong government has officially tabled a bill for, for overhauling the district councils as an official as an official accused former councillors of swindling votes in the twenty nineteen election by inciting hatred towards the government amidst the anti extradition bill and protests. Um, isn't that what politicians supposed to be doing? Isn't that what candidates are supposed to be doing? Hey, the government's doing bad this. I can fix this. The District Council Amendment Bill 2023 was gazetted on Tuesday and introduced to the Legislative Council for its first and second read on Wednesday. It came a little over two weeks after the government concluded on a 14-day public consult- consultation over the overhaul, which was first announced in early May. In early May. Secretary for Constitution and Mainland Affairs Eric Zhang told lawmakers on Wednesday that it was necessary for the government to improve district-level administration and ensure the, the advisory body was firmly in the hands of the patriots. Is this what they care about with patriotism? I thought you'd care about if the, if the district can fix something. The minister claimed that at the peak of the 2019 institution bill protest, anti-China and anti and Hong Kong elements took advantage of loopholes in the district council election system to swindle votes by politicizing various issues and provoking hatred towards the government. Are you serious? A lot of these so-called district councils insulted the Hong Kong government officials 
disrupt governance, incite conflict, divide societies, create confrontation, disregard the needs of the people, damage dis- district developments, and harm the well-beings of the people in Hong Kong, the official said when he introduced the bill to the legislature. Um, insulting government officials, isn't that what um, government's supposed to be doing? Criticizing them? Can you take a little bit of an insult? Or, or you guys just have fragile hearts? These councils seriously deviate from a non-political role of the district council and commit acts endangering national security. Zhang alleged in the 20, November 2019 election, the pro-democracy camp won a landslide victory. Then Chief Executive Carrie Lam said at the time that the government respected the 2019 election results. She acknowledges there are there were various analysis and interpretations of the results, by saying some world views of the outcome show people disaffection with the current situation and deep rooted um, deep rooted issues in the society. The Hong Kong SAR government will listen to the opinions of the members of the public humbly and seriously and seriously reflect. She said, "Why do you change now?" Why does the Hong Kong government change immediately? I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Some district councilors stepped down after the government's demanded public officers to take an oath of allegiance because of their quote-unquote guilty conscience, John said, while some were disqualified over an invalid oath. First of all, you ask them to take their oath, right? You ask them to take their oath, and then you disqualify them. What's the point of the oath? What's the point of the oath? They took it. And now you disqualify them. What's the point of the oath? It's like useless. You're just using that as an excuse just so you can disqualify people. Isn't that what the government's doing right now? Trying to throw someone out? According to the minister, the incumbent district councils became incomplete with only 146 councils left, less than one-third of the original 479 representatives. The government therefore had a responsibility to improve the future district councils. Well, how about, how about improve the future improve your governance then? including its functions, compositions, and election methods, to ensure it would perform its duty, he said. John called on legislators to back the bill and the government work in improving district administration work. He also signed more than 1.6 million signatures collected by pro-assessment organizations in support of the overhaul. Oh yeah, those guys are trustworthy. Does Robert Chow join in as well? I want to know about that. Today I stand in the chamber not only to submit a draft bill on behalf of the SAR government, but also to carry the strong aspiration and expectations of all its citizens for a better life and harmonious community. Tang said, The government hopes to work together with the legislate with the legislative council to review the draft bill so that the new district council, which is comprehensive, colorful, and attracts talents can take office as scheduled on January 1st next year, he added. The legislative amendments is set to transform district-level politics and election expected to be held in November. According to the proposal, only 88 out of the 478 seats will, be, will come from the direct election. The last district council poll in 2019 produced 452 directly elected seats out of 479. With the overhaul, the remaining 179 seats will be appointed by the chief executive, while 176 seats will be returned through indirect elections. Elections would be held within three government-appointed committees, including the district fight crime committees, district fire safety committees, and area committees of each district. The three committees would gain power under the new election system to nominate candidates for the district council elections, 
a candidate must secure at least three nominations from each committee before they throw their hats into the ring. A new vetting system committee, the District Council Eligibility Review Committee, will also be, be set up to conduct background checks on the candidates to ensure they are patriotic. The revamp election would see redrawn boundaries, reducing the numbers of constituencies from from 452 to 44. Each constituency will return to representatives. The proposed ratio of directly elected seats marked a regression in the city's electoral system and would make it more difficult for public opinion to reach the authorities' local elections, local election scholar Manok told Eming Powell in early May. Paul Zimmerman, the vice chairperson of the Southern District Council and a veteran Hong Kong District Councilor, said he would not run for the next term as the reform would destroy the final bastions of democracy in the city and result in loss for everyone. John said on Wednesday that he and his team attended media interviews and more than 100 sharing sessions over the past month to explain the overhaul to the public and listen to reviews. Over this month, the Democratic Party criticized the consultation period for being shorter than other major policies, which usually last for three months. The proposed, the proposed bill largely changed the function and compositions of the district council. The public needs time to understand and digest before discussions, and two weeks and two weeks are simply not enough, the party said in a statement on May 16th. This is not a democracy. This is a regression of democracy, and this is a suppression of democracy, and this is something that's not even, it's not even close to be called anything. It's just nothing more than a North Korean style election. And we'll explain more after the break. Think. Welcome back. Hong Kong Extra Council candidate among six convicted of rioting over the 2019 pro- protests in Central. Six people, including two teachers, a social work student and a then-district council election candidate has been convicted of rioting in relation to a protest in Central on November 12, 2019. Three others were acquitted of the same charge, according to local media reports. The opticians, Anthony Wong, not the actor or singer, Chang Kaiyu, Mpak Ming, Lao Chukying, Wang Wang Wingyang, Chan Hing, Ying Hong Hing, and Yip Pat Hang appeared before District Council Judge Frankie Yu on Wednesday. Chang Kaiyu, Wang Wingyang, and, and Yip Pat Hang were clear writing of those convicted. Chan Hin was additionally found guilty of breaching the mass ban. A toolbox containing two lighters and seven hex keys, two wrenches and a can of spray paint and a screwdriver was found inside the backpack of Lao Chukyu, a social worker who ran in for the Tianmore District Councilors for the Tianmore District Council election. The current vice chairperson Vice Chairperson of the Tianmen District Council, Lemon Wong, testified in court that law equipment was to help Tianmen residents with apartment maintenance, local court news outlet with a witness report. However, the judge said it contradicted the district councilor's previous claim about Laws who was said to be at the scene because he wanted to count the numbers of central to Tianmen bus routes affected by the protests, according to the same report. Besides the rising charge, Law was also found guilty of possessing the toolbox with intent 
destroy or damage property, which is punishable to up to 10 years. The young married couple was among the trio found not guilty of rioting and released after the trial. Chang Gayu, the husband of Wang Wingyang, has said he was heading back to his workplace with his wife to return a bracelet, according to previous local media reports. Hand on the ruin, the judge called the couple moved to wear a mask that day, had become suspicious adding. However, it is not sufficient to rule out the possibility that the duel was merely innocent passerby. Waiting for the background reports for the convicted defendants, the court adjourned their mitigation and sentencing to June 23rd. Now that's going to go well. Um, what else? Yep, the screening of a, of a of a documentary. Hong Kong's private documentary screening on June 4th canceled due to sensitivity of dates, says the organizers. The a Hong Kong media has um, cinema has canceled a private screening of a documentary scheduled for su- for Sunday, after being reminded by the indu- in- industry representative that the date, the anniversary of the Tim crackdown, was sensitive, according to according to the organizers of the screening. As one, a online an online shopping platform and store funded founded by former pro democracy district councilor Derek Chu, tried to organize a screening for around seven seventy people at the Golden Scene Cinema to be followed by conversations with the two directors. Chu said he has been questioned by the police about his plans for Sunday, but the documentary has nothing to do with the team anniversary. The film has nothing to do with the June fourth morning. It was scheduled on Sunday simply because the directors are not available on, on weekdays. But I think it's the date that was targeted, not the movie, Chu told Free Press. The documentary to be continued traces the history and culture of the state's Cedar Points uh, building in North Point. It's found in impresario Harry O'Dell. It was granted a certificate of approval by the government's film censors before it was first shown at the Hong Kong International Film Festival in April 2023, followed by special and private screenings in Hong Kong over the past two months. Since because of strict since because of the um it was lifted of the COVID restrictions, they still barely even talk about if the thing is legal or not. Especially when those idiots then those three stooges won't want to answer the questions. As the anniversary looms, the red lines on morning events remain unclear. Hong Kong leader John Lee failed on Tuesday to give a yes or no answer over the reality of mourning the victims of the Tiananmen crackdown. Residents must obey the law and and consider the consequences of their actions, he said. Chu said he had confirmed bookings and payments for the Golden Sea Cinema in Kennedy Town on Monday, but his staff called him around 2 p.m. Wednesday, informing him of a decision to call off the screening. The staff said the screening had to be cancelled because of a representative because a representative of the industry persuaded him to be careful as the day was sensitive, Chu said, quoting staff as saying that all three private screenings for the film scheduled for June fourth, organized by different people, have been cancelled. The organizers posted news of the cancellation on Facebook on Wednesday. Hong Kong Press had reached out to the going scene cinema for comment. This is not the first time it happened. In March 2021, the cinema canceled a screening up inside the red the red brick wall, a documentary about a violent 
campus clash between student protesters and the police in 2019. The cancellation came after day after, came days after a pro Beijing newspaper claimed the film might violate may violate the national security law. Dora Choi, a co-director to be continued, confirmed with Hong Kong Free Press that all three pri- private screenings scheduled for June 4th have been cancelled by the cinema. It is a great pity that To Be Continued cannot be screened on June 4th, which is Sunday, since the film was, screen- was screened in April. Weekends have always been a peak time for audience. Also, the two directors are only available to meet the audience on weekends. Hope we could meet again in, co- in the coming days, Choi said in the statement. Tanky Tin, a spokesperson of the Federation of Hong Kong's Filmmakers, told Hong Kong Press he had been trying to figure out what was going on and who was the representative of the industry was and if they even existed. Given that, given that the film was had obtained a certificate of approval, how come it could not be a, could not allowed to be screened on specific days? That was absolutely ridiculous, Tin said. As a representative of the industries, we cannot be unclear and ambiguous. Chu said that one day before before the movie's cancellation, he met Hong Kong police who made inquiries of what kind of June 4th activities I'll be involved in on Sunday. I replied that I have placed candles in um, in as one store. People can't take them away if they like, and nothing more. Chu said he did not mention the private screening of the to be continued to police as the screening has nothing to do with the morning. Chu said he was trying to schedule, reschedule the screening. Former district councilor Debbie Chen said, also said on on Facebook on a Facebook page, that she received a phone call from police asking whether she would hold any memorial activities on Sunday. Another former district councilor received phone calls from national security officials, asking similar questions in April. Photon Media reported, "Why is this even? Why are the two doing this kind of crap?" It's annoying as ever. And another one as well. Hong Kong broadcaster RTHK removes a letter of gratitude for TMN coverage from newsroom. Hong Kong... Shoot. Hong Kong government-funded broadcaster RTHK has removed from its newsroom a letter of gratitude for its reporters' coverage of the TMN crackdown ahead of the anniversary of the 1989 incident. The RTHK program staff union to Hong Kong Free Press. The one meter long lead uh, letter, which has has been had been displayed in the newsroom for thirty four years, was presented to reporters who covered the TMA protests and crackdown in in Beijing, according to R- RFA Cantonese and local newspaper Ming Pao. Staying firm at the forefront of reporting on Beijing's incident, saying explanatory. Standards for professional broadcasting, standing guard at our roles, demonstrating fearless dedication, reporting with utmost, utmost truth and sincerity. We sincerely salute you. The role I read. That sounds like a good. That's a good. That's a good letter, actually. The broadcaster told Hong Kong Free Press that that from time to time it carried out work to maintain its offices in accordance with accommodation regulations. Uh, regulations covering government premises, and that it refused to comment on individual speculative reports. The RTHK program staff union confirmed with Hong Kong Press that the appreciation letter was no longer on display as of Monday morning. As 
For who took down the letter, please inquire the communication department, the union representative said. Citing sources, Ming Pao reported that Wang Kamfu, head of the Chinese news current affairs team, was the one who ordered the removal of the thank you letter, according to previous um, reports. The veteran journalist had been at the helm of the news team since, tw- since 2016. The Stephen Chow, a former journalist and editor who worked for RTHA for 12 years, told Hong Kong Press that he saw the preaching's letter as a pure tribute to journalists. I don't understand, or maybe I, or maybe I do, why exactly the people in power are so afraid of after 34 years. Neither do I think they are qualified to take away this honor that was meant for for predecessors in the news department. Dax editor said people nowadays react to the term TM and Crackdown as if they were characters in the Harry Potter series who heard the name Voldemort. The Hong Kong news the Hong Kong Radio News Department has fallen to a state that cannot be described in words. It has transformed from being the voice of the people to the mouthpiece of the government. Them tearing down the letters does not surprise me at all, he said. Neither do I. Of course none of these three stooges have even dared to answer the questions. Yeah, I come yeah, I come three stooges cause three stupid officials won't answer the questions. Bunch of morons who won't even dare to say anything. And yes, I will call I will call them out right now and I it's my opinion and my opinion only. That these guys are morons. These guys are stooges, idiots, fools, useless idiots. And good news, US and Taiwan signed trade deal and moved that spark warning from Beijing. The United States and Taiwan signed a trade deal Thursday aimed at deepening, at deepening economic relations between both sides, and a move that has sparked a warning from Beijing. The U.S.-Taiwan initiative on 21st century trade looks to boost trade by streamlining custom checks, improving regulatory procedures, and establishing anti-corruption measures between the United States and the self-governing island of Taiwan which China claims as its own territory. While Washington and Taipei does not have an official diplomatic relations, they maintain unofficial ties through the de facto U.S. Embassy on the island, the American Institute in Taiwan, even though I call it an embassy. The first agreement under the latest initiative was signed by the representatives, or I call them ambassador, ambassador of the, the representatives of the American Institute in Taiwan, or embassy, at the Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative Office in the United States, said the U.S. Trade Representative Press Office on Thursday. Those two places, like the, like the American Institute in Taiwan, I call it the U.S. Embassy in Taiwan, and the Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative Office in the United States, I call it the Ta- Taiwan Embassy in the United States. The pact is intended to strengthen and deepen the economic and trade relationship between between both sides, the USTR spokesperson Sam Mitchell added in a statement. Deputy U.S. Trade Representative Sarah Bianchi attended the signing ceremony. He said, "We thank our Taiwan partners for helping us reach this important milestone, and look forward to upcoming negotiations on additional trade areas set forth in initiatives, initiatives negotiating negotiating mandate." Mitchell said. Washington has remained a key ally and armed suppliers, armed supplier to Taiwan despite switching switching diplomatic recognitions from Taipei to Beijing in 1979. It is also the, sec- the island's second largest trade partner. 
But of course, Beijing detests any hint of diplomatic relations between Taiwan and other governments because it considers the self-ruled island its own territory. The deal that we that will be signed tonight is not only a very historic but also signals a new beginning. Cabinet spokesman Alan Lin told reporters in Taipei ahead of Thursday's ceremony in, in the United States. Relevant tasks are yet to be are yet to be completed. Taiwan will continue to move towards a comprehensive FTA or free trade agreement with the United States to ensure to ensure Taiwan's economic security, he added. Taiwan's government had described the deal as the most comprehensive trade agreement signed with signed with Washington since 1979. China warned Washington earlier on Thursday against signing any pact with con- uh, uh, connotations of sovereignty or of a of an official nature with ta- China's Taiwan regions. Um, was signing a trade deal, not a recognition deal. Okay, calm down. The United States must not send the wrong signals to Taiwan's independence forces in the name of trade. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning told a media media briefing. Are they are they serious? Are they serious? Beijing has stepped up threats and rhetorics against Taiwan in recent years, increasing military drills in the seas around the islands and to working to cut off official ties with the countries around the world. It issued prompts prompts rare bipartisan agreement in the United States with with politicians including Rep. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and his Democratic predecessor Nancy Pelosi, both meeting publicly with Taiwanese Le- with Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen, Washington unveiled plans for a trade negotiation in August and show in a show of support while Beijing state was staging a huge military drills in response to the then Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taipei. China lashed out at any diplomatic action that appears to treat Taiwan as a sovereign nation and has reacted with growing anger to visits by Western politicians. In April, Beijing conducted three days of, chi- of military exercise simulating, simulating blockades of the, of the islands in response to McCarthy inside meeting in California. I don't know why China continued to react to some of these things. I feel like China right now needs to back off of what the United States and Taiwan's doing. They're probably jealous because they're because we reckon we're starting to recognize Taiwan more than what we recognize in the communist government. So I feel like the communist government needs to just calm the butt down. Stop talking. Stop doing crazy stuff. Chill out. Alright? Just chill out a bit. I'll be happy if you chill out. Cause if not, then you guys are just a bunch of hotheads. Who acts like you can do anything you want. I'm serious. I'm serious. If you don't calm down. Then there's nothing more for me to say. Saying okay. Quit it. You need to act much. You need to be cordial okay. What's wrong with us doing that? With the United States. We do any. Look your country can do this. We country can. Our country can do this. So you can't tell us what we can and can't do. You're not our parents. You're not anybody's parents. Let us do what we need to do, and then just back off. Don't touch our thing. Don't drag us into anything, and don't don't create any crazy facade or anything. Not anyone's safe under any laws. 
mainland Chinese students detained under Hong Kong's sedition law over mourning men who died after stabbing a policeman. A, main, a mainland Chinese postgraduate students have been detained in Hong Kong's under the city's colonial era sedition law after allegedly mourning the death of a man who killed, him, who killed himself after stabbing a policeman on the city's Hanover anniversary in 2021. Zheng Yushun, 23 years old, was apprehended by Hong Kong National Security Police on Thursday and was brought to the West Kowloon Magistrate's Court on Friday afternoon to face one of the counts of act, fate acting with seditious intentions. According to this charge sheet, the law students commemorate the death of Lung King Fai on, the, on January 1st outside the Sogo Mall in Causeway Bay, where Lung stabbed the police officer, police constable So King Cho before taking his own life on July 1st, 2021. The government condemned the stabbing as a lone wolf local terrorist act, while some who paid tribute to Lung, who said to have Roman, um, Roman size and glorified the despicable acts of attempt of the attempted murder of a police officer would be intent to incite hatred in society. The officer who sustained a back in, serious back injury was awarded was awarded the Silver Medal for bravery last year. The government praised him for his act of, of selflessness, commitments of duty, professionalism, and gallantry of an extremely high order. Zhang allegedly displayed a sketch of Lung together with some statements with an intention to bring into hatred or contempt or to excite disaffection against the Hong Kong government. Her actions also intended to incite others to violence or counsel disobedience to law or any lawful order, the, cheat, the charge sheets read. Principal Magistrate Peter Law refused to grant Zhang bail and order her to be remanded into custody pending trial. The case was adjourned to July 28th. I don't know what the big deal is. Of course, what of course what is what he did. I don't, I don't see violence. Okay, I don't want to see violence. All right, I just don't want to see violence. But at the same time, this is something that shows discontent with the government. I do see why though. Why this would happen? It's because of discontent and also crazy amount of suppression. What the government's doing? You may say, well, the government's not suppressing anything. They are. This is something that people don't look at whatsoever. That's something that many people in America don't look at. Why this is happening? Why are they doing this? It's because of discontent and because of they can't deal with the government anymore. So of course this is what the government is going to be doing anyway. So police and three other Hong Kong government departments, departments probe store days after it began began Tim and crackdown can candle giveaway. A cyclone shop has been inspected by officers from four different government departments within nine days after it started giving away candles to commemorate the to commemorate the Tiananmen crackdown. Owner Debbie Chen, also a a former Cyclone District Councilor, told Hong Kong Free Press on Friday that her store was was visited by personnel from the Hong Kong Police Force, the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department, the Building Department, and the Labor Department. I feel that's just unnecessary. Seriously. This Sunday marks the anniversary of the crackdown, with police expected to deploy en masse 
to prevent gatherings in Causeway Bay, where a traditional candlelight vigil was held for decades before the security law was imposed in Be- by Beijing in 2020. Chan said they, dis- they started distributing wax candles and electronic candles to visitors last Tuesday. She said that a day later, she received a, f- a call from a Kowloon East Regional Headquarters police officer saying if she would apply to hold a she would apply to hold a public event, to which she said no. I wish she would have said yes, but at least that's alright. A day after that, personnel from the depart- from the building department visited, asking without explanation to see her business registration documents. Chen Tawang confessed later, more staff from the same department visited again, saying they were responding to reports of building safety problems. What? That doesn't make any sense. Last Saturday, two days after the candle candle giveaway begins. Chen said that a neighbor took a picture of environmental hygiene officers photographing her store photographing her store. Staff from the from the from the uh, from the FEHD visited on Tuesday claiming there were complaints about bookshelves and shelves for recycling and items exchange blocking the pathway outside the store. She removed the items. According to Chen, Labor Department staff then visited two hours later to check her staff insurance papers as part of a routine inspections. Chen said that the poli- two police officers then visited on Thursday signing complaints about the store apparently selling beer to children. They also jotted down the identity cards number of staff. Cyclone Store Established by Chen in 2021, sells an ethical goods and connect and connects people with community events, according to its website. During the Hong Kong Free Press visit, a on Friday, a police car who was present on the road outside the store for at least five hours. Chen supplied a f- picture that displayed that appeared to show an officer displaying a heart gesture with his fingers during the afternoon. Chen said her initial thought to distribute candles feel like, felt like a weak action, but she realized it was useful after seeing the reactions of the authorities. They are now obviously putting pressure on us, through all the government departments, she said. Having followed labor issues for so many years, this is the first time I heard the labor department randomly going to stores for routine inspe- inspections without receiving complaints. She said the candle distribution will continue until Sunday and until Sunday's anniversary. When approached by Hong Kong Free Press, police said they received a report of the store selling of alcohol to minors. Following investigation, the case classified as miscellaneous and there was no to follow up. And there was no follow up. The Labor Department spokesperson told Hong Kong Free Press that the labor inspectors of LD from time to time and conduct inspections of establishments in various sectors to safeguard to safeguard the employment rights benefits of employees and check employers' compliance with the labor's legislation. The LD, or Labor Department, added that they check compliance with the Employment Ordinance, Minimum Wage Ordinance, Employees' Compensation Ordinance, Employment of Young Persons Industry Regulations, Employment of Children Regulations, and part of IVB of the, of the Immigration Ordinance. The FEHD they received two complaints in the past months about the Sidecomb store placing objects outside the that blocked the pedestrian pathway and caused hygiene issues. However, during the inspection, we cannot find any violations as reported in the complaints, a spokesperson said. Hong Kong Professor reached out to the, to the building department. Um, 
I rejected the building department. And the thing is, the the thing and the the question is, what the answer? The answer is no. Now I'm pretty sure they won't they won't answer anything to what they said. They're not gonna care. I don't know what is the point of having all these crazy departments telling them, oh, um, we just expected something, and then we just, and then people like us are just confused, like what the heck are they even here anyway? Because we know what they did something wrong, what they did, and they don't even tell them what they do. They don't. It's just because of the because of a candle candle passing. They pass out candles to people. I don't even know if you have to pay for it. I'm pretty sure it's free, but still, they have the right to pass out candles. They have the right to do that. And if I, if I was in that shop, would I give it? Yeah, I would. I would give it because it's a date where we have to remember what it is. Right? That's what that's what we're supposed to be doing. Because myself as an because myself as an activist or a former or a former district council, I had to give candles out to people to memorize DTM and Square Crackdown. It's just it's just that am I am I not allowed to do it? I have the right to do it. So it's like yeah, I do it. But why would you get? But why would? You, but why would you stop me for what? That's how I think. That's the thing about me. It's basically um. I did, but why would you arrest me? Like if I do anything that's um against what the government does, why are you arresting me for what? That's why I want to know. Why do you arrest me? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Cause I'm just throwing candles to everyone. It just doesn't mean any. It doesn't mean I'm violating the law. It just doesn't make any sense. Passing out candles, it's not like I'm passing out a rifle or a grenade or a bomb. Why you gotta be so serious about that? Seriously, the government takes everything so crazily serious nowadays. I mean, there's so much that they're so sensitive about every single thing. The thing is, if they're so sensitive about anything, they should stay home. Don't go anywhere. Stay home. Stay home, guys. Stay home. Don't do anything. You know? Why don't want... Why does any of these governments just leave them alone? I don't get it. Best to leave them alone and let them do what they need to do. Alright? That's what I want them to do. And I think two reports for today, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be off. HSBC terminates bank accounts of Hong Kong opposition party, League of Social Democrats, without giving, any, without giving reasons. Hong Kong HSBC Bank had closed three bank accounts used by the League of Social Democrats, one of the few remaining opposition parties in the city for receiving donations according to a letter from the bank that was seen by Hong Kong Free Press. Dixon Chaogafa, the external vice chairperson of LSD, told Hong Kong Free Press that the HSBC first informed the group that their accounts would be terminated in late February. Despite the group's request for clarification, HSBC did not give reasons for its decision. The activist group later received two letters, two other letters from the bank on April 25th and May 17th, respectively, in its letter dated May 17th. HSBC said it maintained the decision to, to terminate three of LSD's bank accounts after completing the relevant, completing the relevant re-examination. We acknowledge that this decision may be disappointing for, um, for your company, and we apologize for it. Nevertheless, we kindly request, request your understanding as we have carefully taken into account multiple factors and conducted a comprehensive assessment prior to reaching the decision to leave the letter ring. The three bank accounts, which, which were mainly used for receiving donations, 
were the only accounts held by LSD in Hong Kong. Supporters of the group had told them that they were unable to transfer donations to the accounts. Chow added. The leader of LSD, Chan Boying, was convicted in March of collecting money in public without in public place without permits. Without a permit. Speaking to reporters after being in court, Chan said the verdict could have severe impact on the way small parties receive funds and the room for us to exist had had again shrunk. I guess the only way to receive donations now is when our supporters hand us cash in person, Chow said, adopting a sarcastic tone on Friday. Chow also said the group was likely to withdraw money from the affected affected accounts and cash and the LSD did not intend to open accounts in other banks in the city. This incident showed showed how difficult it is for civil organizations that do not opt for to opt to dissolve to survive now. It's obvious that this is a political decision, Chow told Hong Kong Press, and that the LSD will continue to operate under limited resources. Hong Kong Press had reached out to Hong to HSBC Hong Kong and the bank's headquarters in the UK for comment. PayPal Hong Kong halted the service for LSD to unspecified excessive risk last October. The payment platform had never explained what the excessive risks are, according to the LSD. Chow also told Hong Kong Free Press that the, na- the police national security department had reached out on Thursday to ask about LSD's plan for possible activities in the coming days. Sunday marks the 34th anniversary of the team in Crackdown, the victims of which were mourned with the large-scale candlelight vigils in Hong Kong Victoria Park for decades. Of course, no officials will answer, and many of them have already, in last year's anniversary, they bought, uh, many of their houses were being searched. Isn't that, isn't that how uh, organizations supposed to be? No, it isn't, actually. And one final report for today about the Tiananmen. Hong Kong artist marks Tiananmen crackdown quietly overseas. Avant-garde, avant-garde street performance, politically charged theater, proto-monthly music, and poetry, powerful works of arts dealing with the China's bloody, cra- bloody Tiananmen Square crackdown, that were once a commonplace, once commonplace in Hong Kong, have all but disappeared in recent years. Hundreds by many thousands were killed at the time in the Tiananmen Square crackdown. Any mentions of the day, let alone commemoration, has been long forbidden in mainland, but the massive turnout every year in Victoria Park stood as an enduring symbol of special freedom Hong Kong enjoyed, even after returning to Chinese rule. Hong Kong artist Lu Ming remembers more than a dozen people took part in the interpretive performances in the bustling district of Cosby Bay on the anniversary eve in 2009. The performers were not artists, but every man. There were taxi drivers, a teacher, and, and so on. Lopes told Hong Kong AFP using a synonym due to fear of repercussions. As part of the Our Generation June 4th art project, some performers have covered their bodies with yellow paint, a color associated with the city's pro-democracy camp as a representation of freedom and hope, Lopes said. People were proactive then, with many, with many trying to tell others about the crackdown, lest we forget. Though uh, though a few hardcore artists might try to sustain the tradition, he said, will they continue to put out their, uh, their under so much uncertainty? Just last year, on the day before the anniversary, artist Chang Mei Tung was bundled into a police van mid-performance for, conduct, for conduct in a public place and detained overnight. 
The offended priest has seen her widow a potato in the shape of a candle, once distributed by thousands at the annual Tiananmen vigils, and hold a lighter to it. In 2019, the Hong Kong was rocked by a massive and sometimes violent protest over an unpopular bill that morphed into a month-long pro movement calling for, for a broader democratic change. The ensuing crackdown saw more than 10,000 people arrested, though more than 6,000 had yet to be formally charged. Meanwhile, three organizers of the, TM, of the annual Tiananmen Ventures have been charged with incitement to subversion under the national security law, an offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. There has also been what amounts to an erasure of Hong Kong public memorials to Tiananmen. A museum run by a vigil organizers was shuttered, monuments were removed from universities, and dozens of books about the 1989 crackdown were pulled from libraries. For the fourth year running, June 4th is expected to be neutered affair. Says the city leader, John Lee, have issued vague warnings that any act that is in breach of the law will see police enforcement. Given the climate in Hong Kong, some artists have transplanted their work to more receptive soil. For the past three years, Lenny Kwok, a Hong Kong musician who, who has organized commemorative concerts in, since 1990, has hosted an opera marking the anniversary in Taiwan. A mixture of music, poetry, and storytelling, the show will be, will be will open this year in a Taipei park with the reading of a poem by Nobel laureate Nellie Sachs, who fled Nazi rule during World War II. All the nations are ready to rise up from the map, the poems began. Kwok said he believes the desire for freedom and democracy in both Hong Kong and Taiwan is closely connected to the, inc- to ta- to the Tiananmen incident. We are here to safeguard a memory that is gradually erased, rewritten, and reinterpreted, he said. Taiwan will also see a performances of the 35th of May, a stage, dra- a stage drama by Hong Kong playwright Kenneth Chong on the anniversary weekend. The play is named a, co- is named a coded reference to June 4th, mentions of which are censored on the mainland following a falls an elderly couple decision to open openly mourn their son, who died in, T- in Tiananmen Square after decades of grieving silently. It debuted in, in Hong Kong 2019, but the troupe has originally produced it, Sage 64 disbanded two years later. Sage 64's founder, Li Mei Wai, transla- translated the script from Cantonese, Hong Kong's native tongue, into Mandarin and English for Taiwanese audiences. She told AFP she felt she still felt the boundaryless power of Hong Kong's security law, even when the even when publishing scripts in Taiwan. For example, the play's original tagline unveiled the memories once displaced, confront the abnormal red line was changed due to legal concerns from the publishing house. It is now on the thirty fifth of May. Let me let's let's meet in the open. The six showings have been booked out for more than one thousand people. Taiwanese director Chun Po Yuan said he hoped the play would push the audience to reflect the island's authoritarian past while thinking about their future in the face of China's claim over the self-rule democracy. If we lose our guard, it may occur it may recur in the future. So you can see they're trying everything they can to commemorate it without the without the government repressing them. But doing it in a way that they're doing in their part of the country, it could be tricky. 
Because there could be, there's, there are some mainland, as you may know, mainland agents that stay in Taiwan. And it could be, it could be very dangerous for them to be here without them, without them actually being spied on. But I hope that they can carry on this, and now, this memorization of the movement more and more often. Because these young people need to understand what the team and Krakens are like. And this is something that people should learn from what happened. If the communist government continues to do that, it will do the same thing anyway. This shows how repressive the government can be. Even if you try to change the government from something else, they can still shut you down. So hoping you guys all, all out there are having your candles and post your pictures on social media. Post your candles online. Do something. Put a peace sign. Make videos and put songs on there. Do singing. Do something that actually will something to do with Tiananmen Square. And hopefully you guys can actually learn from what happened. And also thank you for tuning in guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. June 4th, the Sunday, will be the commemoration. I don't have, I don't know if I have any plans ahead of, of that day. I might probably put up a video on social media. And that's it for today, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cow, my radio, signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. <laughs> On every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.